Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everyone, welcome to That's How I Roll, the podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. I'm Jeremiah Isley. I'm your host today and every day. Well, not every day, just only the days I guess I do this show, but this is episode 61 and it's a little earlier than scheduled, but I wanted to finish up the Christmas gift guide 2017 for you all so you can get out there and get your Christmas shopping done this holiday season And I hope uh, that it's been helpful so far. We are busy, busy, busy working away at the written format of our Christmas gift guide on theologyofgames.com. But we've also kicked off our gift guide over on Board Games FM. If you are hip to the Anchor app, go on, head over there, look up Board Games FM, and that is myself and Scott Firestone and AJ Skifstad and sometimes Josh Sipos of the Theology of Games crew. And we are sort of doing a unique version of the Christmas gift guide over there. We are actually kind of giving what we want for Christmas this year, what we would ask for if somebody was asking us what we would like. And we are asking you the same question. So it's kind of a a community effort there. It's all of us chipping in and saying, these are the games we want and we think everybody would like for Christmas. So it's a fun, fun little thing happening over there. If you get a chance to check that out, you can comment on things on Anchor, but we love it when people call in. Cool little feature of the Anchor app is you can call in and be featured on the show, just like a real radio station. So uh, lots of fun over there. But that being said, let's go ahead and start with the uh, next installment and the last installment of the 2017 gift guide here on That's How I Roll. This episode's installment, we are going to focus on two-player games. And these are games I, I've actually really started to enjoy two-player games a lot more than I thought I would ever. So I, I've listed a few here. A lot of them came out this year or the in the last year or two. And just some very enjoyable games here. My wife and I like to play two-player games. So uh, I thought, let's spend some time talking about two-player games. So that's what we're going to do. So first... First up is Onitama from Arcane Wonders, and Onitama came out in 2016 at Origins, and it is a very cool, uh, perfect knowledge strategy game. So you are going to have 16 cards that have different types of movements on them but you're only going to use five of them every time you play. So right there, you're randomly selecting the way that you can move your characters, but you're not always going to have access to those types of moves. You're going to have two move cards on your side. Your opponent will have the same, and there's one in the middle. Every time you use one of your moves on your turn, you swap it with the card in the middle. So these moves kind of move across the table, and the way that you can move your characters or your your uh, your pawns or your master 
all depend on what cards you have available at that time. Two ways to win this game. One is to capture your other player's master or to move your master into the other player's master's seat. Uh, so it's a fun kind of abstract little game but very enjoyable and lots of replayability and very strategic i highly recommend this one it is a top-notch game from top to bottom the design is great but also just the the components and the box and the way that it was made is fantastic so it's really well done and i think you're really going to enjoy it so check out onitama from arcane wonders Next up, and again, these are in just no particular order, so there's no ranking system here. But next up is Seven Wonders Duel from uh, Repos Productions. Now, some people say that Seven Wonders is a little overrated, a little boring, whatever. Seven Wonders Duel has dispelled all of that for even the most skeptical of those of Seven Wonders. I really enjoy I enjoy Seven Wonders, but I also super enjoy Seven Wonders Duel. Get this game on the table. It's a fantastic game. It's really, really well done. I think anybody would be glad to have a copy of this one. Very similar scoring mechanisms and scoring methods of Seven Wonders are all taking place here in a two-player version of the game that is just outstanding. It really, really works very well. I, I think it's an outstanding game and it should be under your tree if it's not in your collection. Next up is Patchwork, which is another sort of abstracty kind of game in which you are building a quilt, but you're kind of good. You have to buy pieces off the table that are lined up in a circle. And it's more, it's kind of a Tetris type game where you're trying to make all these pieces fit in and cover as much of the quilt as you can and that's how you score points the less that you leave uncovered and so forth and so on and there's buttons on it that help you score and, and whatnot very cool game very easy to learn very enjoyable um not really the best artwork in the game i, I guess it looks right for the theme and everything but fun fun playing game great little two-player game i believe it's from uh mayfair games Next up is Holmes, Sherlock and Mycroft. This was released uh, again in 2016 at Origins from Devere Games. It is a set collection game, so you are trying to collect sets of numeric clues. So uh, like, if you collect the most sixes, you score six points. If you collect the most sevens, you collect seven points, so on. There's bonuses if you get all of one type, things like that. But you're doing it by placing workers or going and visiting uh, different characters in the Holmes universe or world. And uh, a very clever way of how you do that. If you go, if you use dirt, certain meeples on certain turns, you have to lay them down before, and then they have to stand up before you can use them again. So it's this very cool uh, way to do that. 
more characters come out every round. So there's more characters that come out and give you other ways of collecting clues and investigating things. Uh, really, really just nice little game that uh, is very sort of thematic and has nice artwork. And like I said, really clever work pl- worker placement type of game, but it's not like super heavy worker placement Euro style. It's very lightweight, really easy learning curve. I taught this to my wife in maybe five minutes. She picked it up right away and wasn't stressed out. She hates learning new games, but uh, I was able to teach it to her very quickly, very easily, and we both enjoyed it. So that is Holmes, Sherlock, and Mycroft. And Major General comes up next from Ape Games. Major Major General is sort of a movement programming type of game where you play cards next to a battlefield and you're trying to move troops back and forth. And now, now there's a base way that you play it that you just score troops for advancing farther towards your opponent's side of the field. But there are also a lot of these uh, scenario cards that come with it. And they dictate how you play the game and how you win. There's a set of white cubes that can be hostages or intel drops or things like that. It's a really fun little game. Um, I didn't expect to like it just based on the artwork because it's not the best artistically developed game. But the design of it is really good and it's really enjoyable. Uh, and uh, again, it's it's a very fillery length game. You can actually get a game of this in in about less than 15, maybe even closer to 10 minutes. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. I think you will too. It just came out this year from Ape Games. It's Major General. And last but certainly not least, and I don't know why it took me so long to get this game on the table. There are, I'll just preface this by saying, there are uh, three and four player variant rules, but this is widely known as a two player game. And it is uh, Santorini by Roxley. Now, if you had an Instagram account and followed any kind of board game enthusiasts, during, uh, I guess, summertime this year, maybe spring earlier this year, you have seen this game. It was all over the internet and social media, and everybody was taking pictures of it because it is very visually interesting. Santorini is a game of playing, you're trying to win, you play like a human and win like a god, or I don't, some sort of catch line there, but you're building this city with these different pieces of these buildings. So there's uh, first story, second story, third story, and dome pieces. And you have these two little workers that each player has on this grid of a, of a board, and you have to move a worker and build a piece of a building. Now, uh, the goal of the game is to have your worker move onto the th- on top of a third story of a building. And you're trying to prevent your opponent from doing that. So if you place a dome on top of a third story, they can't move on there because they can't stand on the dome. 
but you can only move up one story at a time. So you can't like build three up and then jump all the way up on the top. The components are, are great to look at because they're just visually striking. It's these white sort of square towery buildings, very kind of Greco-Roman look. And uh, the, the, the game design is actually really elegant. There's a ton of, I think there's like 30 different cards that are god cards. So they're all the mythological gods. And you can play with those. There's the base game without them, but you can play with those. Those give each player a certain power, a special ability, ways to to kind of affect the game to really kind of ratchet up that replay ability. So I'm a fan of it. I only recently played this one. I don't know what took me so long, but I'll be playing this one with my wife, with my kids. We're going to, this one has got onto one of my top shelves really, really quick. Santorini from Roxley. Okay, well, hey, that does it. That is the completion of the 2017 That's How I Roll Christmas Gift Guide. Once again, I want to thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate everybody that's been a fan of this show and a listener for this year and and before this year. I have some cool stuff coming up very soon. Scott Firestone, who is the other half of Theology of Games, was in town this weekend. He's doing some work stuff nearby in western Pennsylvania, and he stayed with us this weekend, and he'll be staying with us again hopefully next weekend. And we got a ton of gaming in, so I've got a ton of cool games that I'm going to share with you guys. I'm going to bust out a whole bunch of drive-by reviews of all these games that we played. And some of them are great, some of them not so much, but... Uh, hopefully I'll be able to help you guys out, give you some more information about some cool board games that you can go check out. And I, and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. So look for that coming up very, very soon. And I'm working on some contest stuff too. I'm just going to drop that in there. Little, little teaser for you. Got a couple things in the works for that. And... I think that's it. So once again, wanted to thank you all for listening. And once again, I will leave you with a little Christmas present. This is my friend Amanda Hall and myself playing a little lesser known Christmas song called In the Bleak Midwinter. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll.
What can I give?